friends, welcome to our service on this first Sunday in Lent, our call to worship. Setting our faces resolutely to Jerusalem, we journey with the Lamb of God through this Lenten pilgrimage. Our first hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Let us pray. 
Gracious God, you've made yourself known to us as creator and sustainer of all that is. In Jesus, your son, you revealed your undying love for each one of us. As we enter this season of Lent, help us to reflect on your words in the scriptures and give us the faith and courage to follow Jesus in the way of active engagement with the world for justice and an equal sharing of all that brings fullness of life to each human being. Save us from the temptation of making gods of our possessions or status, misusing the power we hold over others. Guide us by your Holy Spirit to a deeper understanding of your joyful dependence on your love. These things we ask through our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Faithful God, we are your children made equal in your sight and love. But we confess that we've been selfish and lacked love. Renew your spirit within us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You have entrusted to us the gospel of truth and salvation. But we confess our failure to share your word through fear and inaction. Renew your spirit within us. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You have walked with us in the ways of righteousness, but we confess that we have turned aside and refused your trust. Renew your spirit within us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Holy God, holy and strong, holy and immortal, have mercy upon us. We say together the Lord's Prayer, in whatever language or form you choose to do so. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Our next hymn, Lord of all hopefulness.
Our first reading is from the Old Testament, from the book of Deuteronomy. This is chapter 26, verses 1 to 11, read for us by Pete Wildman. Deuteronomy 26, verses 1 to 11. When you have entered the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and have taken possession of it and settled in it, take some of the first fruits of all that you produce from the soil of the land that the Lord your God is giving you and put them in a basket. Then go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name and say to the priest in office at that time, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the land the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. The priest shall take the basket from your hands and set it down in front of the altar of the Lord your God. Then you shall declare before the Lord your God, My father was a wandering Aramean, and he went down into Egypt with a few people, and lived there and became a great nation, powerful and, and numerous. But the Egyptians ill-treated us and made us suffer, subjecting us to harsh labour. Then we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, toil and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, Lord, have given me. Place the basket before the Lord your God and bow down before him. Then you and the Levites and the foreigners residing among you shall rejoice in all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. Thank you, Pete. We reflect on scripture as we sing the song, As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you.
Our Gospel reading for this first Sunday in Lent is from Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, verses 1 to 13, read for us by Pete Wildman. Luke, chapter 4, verses 1 to 13. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It's written, Man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It's been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It's written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it's written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Friends, we're thrilled that today across our circuit, we have a sermon delivered for us by our district chair, Reverend Cheryl Anderson, as she begins our journey with Lent with us. This is Cheryl. I've preached a sermon on the first Sunday in Lent many times over the years. We are in year C, in the lectionary cycle of readings, and year C means Luke's Gospel, and I love Luke's Gospel. And I love the readings set for the first Sunday in Lent in year C. The Old Testament lesson comes from the book of Deuteronomy, where the children of Israel are being given instructions about what they are to do at the very first harvest celebration that they hold in the promised land. They are to recite these words. A wandering Aramean was my ancestor. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number. And there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us, by imposing hard labour on us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm and with a terrifying display of power and with signs and wonders. And he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now, I bring the first of the fruit of the ground that you, O Lord, have given me. I have a sermon on why this prayer is important and what it is trying to achieve. Some of you may have heard it. 
but that is not the sermon I want to preach today. Today, I want to focus on what the prayer is supposed to remind everyone about, about the wilderness. It is important to remember that Jesus would have been very familiar with that prayer. At the harvest, Jesus would most certainly have gone with his family to make the offering as written in the Torah, the law. He would have recited that piece of liturgy. A wandering Aramean was my ancestor. Jesus knew from childhood how important it was to say thank you to God, how dependent he was on God's grace and love for his very existence, and that the wilderness matters because it is the place where the children of Israel became God's people. And Jesus would have been acutely aware of the significance of that tradition. The wilderness is where you discover God. Now Luke's gospel, like Matthew's, goes into the detail of what happens in the wilderness. And it seems to be some kind of test. Certainly we learn that the devil knows the Hebrew scriptures. He knows exactly where to find the Bible verses he needs to put Jesus to the test. But Jesus knows more than what the scriptures say. Jesus knows how to do what the scriptures say, which is how he passes the test. I have a sermon somewhere on what Jesus and the devil said to each other. Every time the devil offers him more, more bread, more power, more protection, Jesus just says no. Some of you may have heard that one too, but that's not the sermon I want to preach today. Today I want to focus on where the test took place, the wilderness, because I have an idea that every one of us has already been there. Maybe it just looked like a hospital waiting room to you, or the sheets on a cheap hotel bed after you got kicked out of your house. Or maybe it looked like the car park where you couldn't find your car on the day you lost your job. Or maybe it was waiting for the results after some other kind of test. Academic examinations, some medical procedure, a COVID test, a pregnancy test. It may even have been the kind of desert in the middle of your own chest, where you longed for a word from God and heard nothing but the rasping of your own breath. Wildernesses, wildernesses come in so many shapes and sizes. The only way you can really know that you are in one is to look around for what you normally count on to save your life and find it isn't there. No food, no earthly power, no special protection, just a Bible quoting devil and a whole load of desolation. Most of us spend a lot of time and money trying to stay out of the wilderness but I don't know anyone who succeeds at that entirely or forever. Sooner or later, every one of us will take our own wilderness test, our own trip to the desert to discover who we really are and what our lives are really about. I suppose that could sound like bad news, but I don't think it is, because even if no one ever wants to go there, and even if those of us who end up there want to leave as soon as possible, the wilderness is still one of the most reality-based, spirit-filled, life-changing places a person can be. It was where the children of Israel became God's people. It was where Jesus found freedom from all the devilish attempts to distract him. Hungry, craving for things with no power to give him life. 
from any illusion he might have had that God would make his choices for him. After 40 days in the wilderness, Jesus had not only learned to manage his appetites, he had also learned to trust the spirit, the spirit that had led him there would lead him out again with a kind of clarity and tenacity, a sort of grit, I guess, he could not have found anywhere else. So from Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday, Christians are invited to do without some things they are perfectly capable of having. We often give up chocolate or sugar or treats with our friends and to take on some things that they are just as capable of avoiding, such as a moral inventory or a meal with somebody they are really cross with. Lent. A few weeks of choosing to live on less, not more. Not because your usual life is bad, but because you want to make sure that it is your real life, the one you long to be living, which can be hard to assess when you are relying on convenience food and there is just so much busyness. There are people, you know, who give up drinking anything other than water in Lent. Or they give up watching television or shopping or eating while they're standing up for Lent. In a culture of plenty, we all use something when we are too tired, too sad or too afraid to enter the wilderness of the present moment. A smartphone is probably my favourite. So this year we could decide to give up whatever appliance or habits or substances we use to keep ourselves from feeling what it is really like to live the kind of lives we are living. The problem for most of us is that we cannot go straight from setting down the mobile phone to hearing the still small voice of God in the wilderness. If only it worked like that. If it did work like that, churches would be full. If it worked like that, Lent would only be about 20 minutes long. Instead, we have 40 whole days for finding out what life is like without the usual distractions. Once you turn the television off, silence can be really loud and a night can be really long. But if you remember to breathe and say your prayers, a wandering Aramean was my ancestor then nine times out of ten, you can make it through your first night with no extra bread or power or protection. Of course, it would be wrong of me to describe your wilderness, your wilderness test. Only you can do that. Only you know your internal devils and what kinds of things they use to distract you. What I'm sure of is that a voluntary trip to the desert this Lent is a great way to practice getting free of those devils for life. Not only because it is where you lose your appetite for things that cannot save you, but also because it is where you learn to trust the spirit that led you there to lead you out again, ready to worship the Lord your God and to serve no other all the days of your life. Amen.
is God, Lord of eternity, dwells in humanity, kneels in humility, and washes our feet. Oh, our mystery, meanness and majesty, bow down and worship. prayers for others. Let us pray. Lord of Lent, renew our lives. Lord Jesus, we pray for all people who hold positions of authority, that they do not misuse their power to the detriment of those they are supposed to be helping. We pray for all the world leaders and for our own leaders who are responsible for making decisions about our future and of the responsibility to help others. We pray that they will give and be given insight and integrity to govern wisely according to your will, being fully aware of the true needs of the people, especially the people of Ukraine. Lord Jesus, look with compassion on all those whose minds are full of anxiety and bewilderment and for whom every day is one of despair. We pray for those who are experiencing severe financial difficulty at this time, 
many elderly people and young families trying to exist on very limited incomes. Those people face losing their homes and those who have lost their jobs. We pray that you'll turn their despair to hope and free them from fear and self-hatred. Whatever the future may bring them, may they know that you are the rock on whom they depend and that your love will help to ease their burden. Lord of Lent, renew our lives. We pray for all people everywhere in their varying needs. Into the gentleness of your healing love, we bring before you the lonely, the hungry, those living in poverty and those without hope. We have in our hearts some people known only to ourselves, some known to our church, and some only through the news who are in need of our prayers. And for a moment, we remember them. May your healing touch support and strengthen them. And we pray that you will remove from them all the hurts, harms, and all that hinders. Lord of Lent, renew our lives. Lord Jesus, we pray that you will bless and protect our homes, our families and our friends. Help us to build bridges of tolerance and understanding between the different generations. May our homes be havens of peace and rest, a place to call our own and a community in which we can feel safe and secure. Help us to be mindful of those who have no homes, no family or friends. Make us grateful for all that we have so that we may use every endeavour to ensure that every person has a home to call their own and feels wanted within their own community. We pray for the children and young people connected to our churches, through the various groups, and especially for those who are beginning to sense the wonder, mysteries and difficulties of life. We ask that you'd hold them in your love. May they, through the good influence of others, grow into a fuller understanding of your love and purpose. Help each one of us to respond to their needs. Give us patience and compassion and help us to offer them our time and our experience with true sincerity and love. Lord of Lent, renew our lives. We pray for all who are mourning the loss of loved ones, that you will comfort and strengthen them in their need. Jesus Christ, you are the light of the world, a light which no darkness can quench. We remember before God all those who have died and we light a candle in our homes to symbolise the light of Christ, which eternally shines and brings hope. Today we pray for and remember our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine. We seek justice, peace and end to hatred, violence and conflict. Confidence in the promise that those who believe in you will live through your eternity may know your peace for all who have died. We give you thanks for all who have left their earthly bodies and now share with you the joys of heaven. Lord of Lent, renew our lives. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Well, friends, I'm sat here in Trinity Methodist Church. You may just hear some background noises as people come and go. And in a few moments, I'll be joining others in the Civic Square for a 
a peace rally, a vigil for those in the Ukraine. This is Friday evening. Across the world, there is fear, loss and hatred. We seek God. In seeking God, we find God. And in finding God, let us share God. And so we finish our service with a, a quieter song. As we reflect on all that happens in this world, make me a channel of your peace.
friends, a final blessing. Be with us, Lord, as we proclaim your grace and goodness. May the lips that have sung your praises always speak the truth. May the ears which have heard your word listen only to what is good. And may our lives, as well as our worship, be always pleasing to you. Friends, thank you for joining us today in our worship. I'm the Reverend Jackie Belfield. May God bless you this day and in the week to come. God bless. <laughs>